Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Uh, welcome, Hi. welcome. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi everyone. <laughs> welcome, welcome. I have to say from last week, our episode, I was singing all of the primary songs for the whole day. I'm Just, sorry. You know, yeah. <laughs> My apologies, but um, <sighs> no. It, it, sometimes it just has to be done. I, it has to be I'm, done. <laughs> like literally, I was rocking my son to sleep, and I kept saying, "Popcorn popping on an apricot tree." Like, oh, stop! At least that's the best one to sing. Yeah, at least I wasn't singing the other brainwashing one. So yeah, there's that. About the Book of Mormon. What? <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> the temple. Oh, yep. Oof. <laughs> Speaking of which, we just recorded a video on Patreon where we reacted to a secret uh, secret camera footage that was taken inside the temple. Um, so if you want to see inside the temple, obviously you can find it on YouTube. But if you want to watch us react to it and talk about it, uh, go over to patreon.com slash notsomollymormon for videos and extra content. It's fun. Go check it out. It's a doozy, that video. And uh, it's always more fun when you're, you're, when you're joining with us. So, I you know, know. come I join know. us. <laughs> um, and just one other thing before we jump into the topic is that I wanted to thank everyone that has given us a nice rating and review on, on um, Apple Podcasts. It's just, it helps us a lot. And you guys are very generous and kind and it, it lifts us it lifts our spirits, if you will. <laughs> it strengthens our testimony that we're doing the right thing. So thank you guys. Yeah. No, but in sincerity, like it is, it's amazing. It's really like, I haven't, to be fair, I haven't looked at the latest ones. I think the last time I checked was a few weeks ago, but when I looked, they bring tears to my eyes. They're so nice. And it's not just like, we would be happy if you guys just gave us five stars and didn't leave a comment, but you guys go above and beyond. You leave long detailed comments. Like it's not just a one line review. It's really sweet and personal. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. It's, um, it's incredible. Thanks. And it, it motivates us to keep going. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, are we ready to just jump on in? Topic? Yes, because you teased me a bit about the episode topic <laughs> in the Patreon episode, so I am yeah. very excited. Today, we're going to talk about the idea of ghosts versus spirits. Oh, <gasps> <Yeah. laughs> spot on. The spirit must have whispered in my ears in that <laughs> Patreon episode to even say that, because literally that's what I basically was saying. You're so in tune with the spirit, Sarah. I'm so righteous. So righteous. So I found this article from LDS Daily, um, and it was it was uploaded on October 23rd, 2020, the dreaded year 2020, but um, not that long ago, right? So I wanted to read it and 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 go through and talk about like what this article says about the idea of what Mormons believe about spirits versus ghosts. Mm, what is the name of the, the publication? LDS Daily. What is that? So is that part of the church? I'm assuming not because it's LDS or. Um, I don't know if it's owned by the church, but it's just very like it's it's a it's kind of like a Deseret News. kind oh, of thing. OK. 
Yeah. You know, but not as legit, I guess. I maybe I should say. I don't. I don't really know for sure, but it does. It's just a publication uh, that that I guess publishes things about the church. Faith. I'm sure it's like things. run by church members and is yes. from the church, but from a legal point of view, the church is probably like, no, no, we don't own it. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. They, I mean, for all I know, they might own it. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, um, yeah, we'll just get right into it and uh, we can talk about this because, Sarah, we <laughs> used to believe this. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, if you asked a member of the church if they believed in ghosts, they'd probably say something like this. I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in spirits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that not the truest thing ever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have specifically asked my Mormon friends this question, and they have said this exact thing. And I'm pretty sure I said the exact same thing, like, because you're you're taught that, like, no one says that you believe in ghosts, but they believe in spirits, but that spirits that haven't made it to the spirit world yet, or a third of the hosts of heaven who left, they are spirits without a body. Yeah, and you know, it's just like, it's in my head it's so silly because it's the same thing it's just a different word and, <laughs> it really is and spirit sounds more religious I suppose than ghost even though they use the word holy ghost <laughs> yeah that's what's conflicting is that uh, so this is what we were talking about on the patreon episode because I said holy spirit but then I was like oh I actually no holy ghost in mormonism because like outside of mormonism like in the Catholic Church, I'm pretty sure they say Holy Spirit or like it's yeah. the yeah, yeah like it, no one says the Holy Ghost I've heard of except for in the Mormon Church, which is conflicting. I know the yeah conflicting that I don't believe in ghosts, but I do believe in spirits. <laughs> what I should have said to that friend of mine that I talked, to, I should have been like, well, what about the Holy Ghost? <laughs> do you believe Ooh. in the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Um. Okay. Continuing on, Latter Day Saints have a rich understanding of the afterlife. Oh, do you? <laughs> Uh, we also believe in the pre-mortal life or the existence we held before we were born on earth. These teachings are at the heart of understanding the idea of spirits. So what are spirits? Ooh, please tell. (laughs) In the guide to the scriptures, it states that spirits are, quote, that part of a living being that exists before mortal birth, dwells in the physical body during mortality, and exists after death as a separate being until the resurrection. Oh, that's right. Because you you either go to like spirit paradise, is that right? Or spirit prison? Yeah. And then once the, resur- once the second coming happens and the resurrection, then you get your body back. You're, so that you like your physical body. That's why they believe that Heavenly Father HF has a physical body of like flesh. That's right. And that's like the biggest distinguisher between like Lucifer and Jesus is because like Satan and the rest of those who followed him never got a body. Right. Right. Mm. They're just little outer darkness demons. (laughs) (laughs) They're spirits. They're lost spirits. They're lost spirits. I'm sorry. Um, Okay. How are spirits created by our heavenly father and mother? We don't know. Oh, (laughs) I'll tell you, it's the birds and the bees, celestial sex. That's I was just going to say, like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I like, I want to just point out that they say, how are spirits created by our Heavenly Father and Mother? 
they conveniently leave out that there are multiple mothers. And that's why we don't pray to Heavenly Mothers because Heavenly Father is a polygamist and we don't know which mother we came from. That's (laughs) such a good point. And they always say it's because we want to protect Heavenly Mother because she's sacred. I would be so pissed. How would you feel if your little boy, like, he never talked to you and he never let anyone else talk to you and his excuse was, I just don't want to talk to her because she's she's too sacred and I want to protect her. You'd be like, hey, little so man, good. like I'm strong. I birthed you. you I, exactly. I, can handle me. I can handle myself, you know? <laughs> oh, I'd be so livid. Yeah, no, yeah. unacceptable. Okay. The book of Abraham, <laughs> which I cannot take seriously, but okay. The book of Abraham describes intelligences which are generally thought to be some form of spirit matter that preceded our spirit bodies. President Spencer W. Kimball also wrote of the subject in The Miracle of Forgiveness. Oh, goodness. That favorite book of ours. Yeah. He said in there, our spirit matter was eternal and coexistent with God, but it was organized into spirit bodies by our Heavenly Father. Okay. So just a lot of weird, like, science fiction-y garbage, but... I I would just like to point out here how they're still quoting the miracle of forgiveness. We get in 2020, 2020, we have so many Mormons get upset at us when we mm-hmm. bring up. They're like, well, uh, that's an old book and we don't ever, we don't ever quote from it. We don't teach of it. Well, two years ago, you still were. So exactly. So fuck <laughs> off because yeah. it's still there. Or I just love, but, th- but that would be the case where they would say, Oh, but that's not like on the church's official website. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's not the official. (laughs) You know, they do. They try to use any excuses they can. Like, Oh, for sure. Even though it's like, well, they're quoting your scripture and a a prophet. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So many different types of spirits exist, and we know more about some types than others. That is a bold statement just to say that they exist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to cover righteous spirits first. <laughs> I just can't believe we're having this conversation. Like, this is a topic on the podcast because we legit used to believe in this. Righteous <laughs> spirits. I know, yeah. I know. All right, in the pre-mortal life, Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother presented a plan for our eventual exaltation. It would require coming to Earth and gaining a physical body that would house our spirits. Two-thirds of our Heavenly Parents' children chose to follow their plan. We'll talk about them, us, first. (laughs) Uh Uh, Pre-mortal spirits are those that are still awaiting their time to be born on Earth. They live as we did with God. We know that each part of our eternal lives is about progression, so these spirits are likely to spend time learning and preparing for their mortal experience. Okay, so they're just boring. They're having to learn and prepare. And they're up there waiting for all the Mormon families to have as many babies as possible to <laughs> inhabit. Yeah. We do not know much about the influences of these spirits on the mortal world. Most information we do have comes from deeply personal experiences, such as a pregnant mother who feels connected to the spirit of her unborn baby or a person who has a dream of their future family. That's not connect. Like, oh, my God, (laughs) that shit pisses me off so much because they feel like they can just 
take every single part of life experiences and like claim it as religion or as Mormonism specifically, like, you know, that connection you have with your baby, that's because, you know, it was the pre-mortal existence and blah, blah, blah. And you have this connection with the spirit. No, it's just part of biology. Like you just have a connection because it's inside you. Like yeah, it's your exactly. baby. And I, I think this is really, this could potentially be so harmful to people who maybe they do have a dream that they're going to have a family and perhaps that's their biggest, their biggest wish and desire and they don't get it. Uh, So what is that going to teach them? You know, what, what, how does that make them feel when they're like, oh, I, there's a spirit, I know it, a spirit waiting to, to be my child and then they can't have children. Like, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, some women don't have a connection with their child right. Right. in the womb. Like, I'm not going to lie. I didn't have that quote unquote connection until pretty far into the pregnancy. And it was like, because I had the understanding that I have, which is not with the church, is that I didn't feel guilty. They're like, that's just natural. Sometimes you don't. And that's okay. Like, you don't have to feel guilty or ashamed. But like, imagine as a Mormon mom and feeling like I don't have this connection I must not be righteous enough or I must be like a horrible mom or person that I don't I don't feel this connection yeah yeah and honestly yeah I agree with you okay when we die our bodies and spirits are separated we then go to the spirit world which President Brigham Young taught us is on earth all around us There are two divisions in the spirit world, paradise and spirit prison. (laughs) While while we know a lot about the two, we don't know exactly how they are separated. Well, no shit, because they're not real. But (laughs) they're not real. I remember being like hearing, being taught that the spirits, yeah, spirit paradise or spirit prison is all around us. Like you die and then you still live on Earth, but just as a spirit. And how creepy is that? As like, especially as a kid, you're like, wait, so there's just, like, spirits all around me all the time watching me? I don't well, like that, that. That's how they scare you, too, that you can get possessed, you know? If if you watch a radar movie, be careful, you'll be possessed because there's spirits all around you. Yeah, well, and the old, the old uh, trope about what don't do anything that you didn't, won't want your, your deceased grandmother watching. Yeah. Like, Wait, no, I don't like that. Please, don't don't watch me in the shower. Don't watch me having a wank. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, righteous spirits are in a state of peace and rest in paradise. Heber C. Kimball taught spirits in paradise continue to be organized in family capacities, but that some were not complete, as there were some families not permitted to dwell together because they had not honored their calling here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that fear of. Does of it make you feel like shit? Yeah. It makes you feel like, you're, yeah, you're going to be separated from your family. You, mm-hmm. If you're, if you don't honor your calling, you're be a good Mormon. Then once you die, you are going to be separated from your family. Great. So fucked. In spirit prison are those who have not yet heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Righteous spirits are called from paradise to preach to those in spirit prison. If spirits accept the gospel and have their temple ordinances performed by someone here on earth, they can enter into paradise. Those who reject the gospel suffer a condition known as hell. 
right. suffer a condition known as hell. Yep. And why okay. are they now switching to being so like formal and almost like medical? I, you know, <laughs> like suffer a condition. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I okay. I have a lot of issues with this because it doesn't make um, sense that if if Heavenly Father is this all loving God. Why would he put someone in spirit prison just because they hadn't heard about the Mormon church? Do you know how full spirit prison is going to be? Because most people on the earth have not heard or don't know the doctrine of Mormon Jesus, right? A hundred percent. That's something I always thought of, too, because think about all the people before Christ and also before Joseph Smith. Like, so all of those people just have to chill and spirit prison all of them all of them forever until yeah and then this god is supposedly all powerful so but instead of just allowing these souls or these spirits to go over to paradise he makes it so that people on earth still living have to perform weird creepy temple ordinances for the dead people like why not have if that's really such a thing why not have a spirit temple Mhm. Yep. I, I mean, none of it makes sense, obviously, but even as a Mormon, this this irked me. Like this kind of bothered me, I suppose, because I thought, well, there are so many good people in the world who are not Mormon and who haven't heard about Mormonism. Why would God punish someone just because they didn't know something? I it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I always thought that as well. And then I I think I even asked that question once, and someone said basically like time is not the same as it is for us on earth. So while, yeah, maybe people who are around in the very beginning of time, they, it doesn't feel like they've been waiting for ages to receive the gospel lessons or like, and to, to choose to convert. It was some bullshit where I was like, that literally doesn't make any sense still. Well, that's convenient to Mm -hmm. just say, well, time is different and, God works in mysterious ways and <laughs> we'll find out after we die. Well, this that's stupid because he, God, God can tell me I can't have coffee, but like he can't explain this basic idea of salvation and why you have to jump through these hoops. I yep. <laughs> so dumb. Okay. Um, so now they're going to cover the influence of post-mortal spirits. All right. <laughs> oh boy yep post-mortal spirits don't just minister to those in the <clears> spirit <throat> world they can also influence our lives J- joseph smith taught that the spirits of our loved ones are not far from us and know and understand our thoughts feelings and motions and are pained therewith yeah so, uh, which i found just so creepy because also they'll say that like when you're in the temple or if you have dreams that's how they communicate with you as well yeah uh and i think that this is a well yeah not only is it creepy but i think it can also be a source of comfort for many mormons to think mm-hmm. that my you know their loved one that has passed on is still near and dear to them and so this is very manipulative to to be like, well, no, they're still like with you in spirit, blah, blah, blah. And sure, that's a great thing to think and it's comforting, but no one knows for sure. So yeah, the, yeah they they use it as a comfort thing that keeps people in the church. 
Yep. Uh, the post-mortal spirits we can expect to have any sort of influence on our lives will be those of our family. Second, seeking after our dead for temple work is more likely to help us feel connected to those we love. And finally, righteous living is a prerequisite for the spiritual blessing of an increased sensitivity of those on the other side of the veil. So you got to be righteous for for that increased sensitivity. Ooh, increased sensitivity (laughs) for her pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm all for that, but not in the, not in the relation to spirits being close to me and my family spirits. Like that's just, but it's like you said that if like people don't feel that and they feel guilty, like if you don't, cause I, I know like going through the temple, having your family names to baptize and especially like my family that like most of them were not Mormon. So it was always this pressure of like, once they die, you have to immediately get baptized for them. And if I didn't have that quote unquote, you know, spiritual sensitivity or connection, then I was like, maybe I'm not being righteous enough. Like there's a reason why, like, yeah. 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 And a lot of fear too, like you were just saying of like it, what if, it's all on your shoulders to do all of your family's temple work or they're going to be stuck in spirit prison. So you better, you better go to the temple every single week and, and double, triple check, make sure that all your genealogy uh, has been covered. And it it just is a way of keeping you scared and also keeping you busy. Yeah. Keeping (laughs) your, exactly. Like all this pressure to go to the temple all the time and keep busy because that's what the church is amazing at doing is making sure that you don't have enough time to actually think about how ridiculous that religion is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So now they move on to devils, demons, and unclean spirits, our favorite. (laughs) (laughs) One third of our heavenly parents, children chose to follow Satan. They did not receive bodies, nor will they ever. And again, we've talked about this a lot, but like, I would have, I just feel like it makes more sense to follow Satan slash Lucifer than, than CJ's convoluted weird plan, but whatever. Oh my God, a hundred percent. Every time I would hear that, I was like, but it makes sense. <laughs> I was like, Lucifer, Lucifer just wanted us all to get back to heaven safe and sound, whereas CJ had this super weird goose chase that we you have to do. <laughs> and it was a lot of effort. No one wanted to fucking do it. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. So these, uh, these spirits were cast down to earth and actively work to destroy us. <laughs> All right. This is where the Sarah and I both were so scared because of this teaching we thought this was real we thought these were actual demons trying to lure us away you know from righteousness every time and it's still something like we've talked about in several episodes and like it's still something where I get like a bit like oh god maybe maybe I'm being gonna get possessed if I watch a movie that has like demons or whatever or if I do something naughty I'm gonna get possessed from Mm -hmm. one of these Uh, yeah the fear These evil spirits live among us, but cannot have true power over us unless we give in to them. Um, It's it's such like a a scary movie, you know, a demon movie, like, don't give in, you you know, don't be susceptible. But when they say give in, they mean 
leave the church or break the church's yes. rules, <laughs> then exactly. you're going and then the spirits can possess you. So if you stay <laughs> in the church, you're protected. If you leave, you're not. And so, yeah, yeah, that's what I always got paranoid about. I was like, if I leave, yeah. game over. <laughs> Doctrine and Covenants 50 tells us that, quote, there are many spirits which are false spirits, which have gone forth in the earth, deceiving the world. <laughs> and Doctrine and Covenants 129 gives us instructions on how to distinguish a devil trying to deceive you as an angel of light. All right. <laughs> Have you, do you remember this teaching? This made me go on like a little mini rabbit hole. Yeah, okay. I vaguely remember it because there's also like, isn't there, maybe it's even in the, the scriptures, I want to say like the Bible and not the Book of Mormon. I could be wrong though, where they were saying like, if a spirit comes to you and it is an evil spirit, that there's like a, a thing that you can say that's basically like, in the name of Christ, I something you and it like gets rid of the spirit but it's somehow you can tell if it's an evil spirit versus right. the righteous right. one. Is that right yes. it's yes. fucking Look creepy it. it's creepy so yeah there is that like saying you know you hear it in uh the scary movies like the power of christ compels you or whatever it yeah is. yeah there's that but then this this very distinct very weird mormon teaching um comes from doctrine and covenant section 129 and it's uh, so there I'll, I'll read this to you and then I'll explain. Well, okay. actually, do I want to read it? I don't know if I, I don't want to read it. It's it's confusing when you read it right from the scriptures. But yeah. OK, so then bypass that. <laughs> OK, I'm going to just explain it. So there's it's really like a ghost story Um, there. It involves handshaking, which we know they love to do in the temple. They love that. <laughs> so. This is the teaching in Dr. Uh, DNC 129. If you suspect that you are being um, appeared to, that an apparition has come to you, okay? And you're like, is this a Holy Spirit or is it a demon? I don't know. I don't so know. What, so what you're supposed to do is ask to shake the spirit's hand. All right? What? And if... if, if the spirit shakes your hand that means that it is a righteous spirit because they have been resurrected and so now they have a body sorry my baby's in the background that's okay okay. (laughs) he had a very dirty nappy i can hear it being changed sorry listeners (laughs) little baby little baby rory making his first debut hi baby rory (laughs) um okay yeah so if they shake your hand that means and you can and they actually shake your hand and you know it works then that means that they're a righteous resurrected being that is on a mission of righteousness and you can trust what they have to say okay that's right because they have a physical body so you can physically feel okay i'm on (laughs) in in my head i'm just like well that just means they're another person but okay um (laughs) (laughs) but it's true If this spirit, um, you ask to shake their hand and they don't shake it, they don't make a move to come shake your hand, they just stand there, that means that they are a righteous spirit, but they are in, like, the pre-existence. They don't have a body yet, so they, they won't try to fool you by shaking your hand, but they they won't, because if you tried to, it wouldn't work because they don't have a body. So they'll just stand mm. there and look at you and be like, 
no, I'm not going to shake your hand, but you don't need to be scared of them because they're still righteous. Now, if the spirit comes forward and tries to shake your hand, but you don't feel anything, then it's a demon. (laughs) 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 Which, here's the thing. Don't you think demons would be smarter than that? Like, they could read in the DN's Doctrine and Covenants and be like, oh, what if I just... I'll just not try to shake their hand and then they'll trust me. Exactly. It's It's like they assume that they're all idiots just because they're quote unquote unrighteous and don't have a body. Like, come on. They still have their (laughs) brains. Like they're not going to just be like, oh, right. Let me try to shake their hand. Even though I know I don't have a physical body. Let's see if I can fool them. (laughs) Well, and it's so silly because in, on the one hand they say that, that Satan and his demons are so clever and cunning. And yet, yeah. on the other hand, they're like, oh, but this simple hand trick trick will get them. Like, you'll be safe. <laughs> to shake their hand. Also, if there, a ghost shows up to me, I am not asking to shake their hand. Exactly. I'm the who who in the moment is like, wait, this is a ghost. What am I supposed to do? Right. Um, can I shake your hand by chance? <laughs> Thanks. Can we do, like, the sure sign and and tokens from the temple? (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. So isn't that, I I just found that so fascinating and funny that that's in the scriptures and that's taught as something to people to be like, I don't know, reassuring that they can can decipher when it's a bad or a good spirit. I just, exactly what you're saying. The fact that it's a scripture, like they had to put that in there and, and people. And like, we always say, we believe that like we, yeah. I remember like, yeah, thinking like, okay, that's good to know. And it actually gave me comfort. Cause I was so scared. I was terrified that like an yeah. evil spirit was going to come on, like come possess me or like try to talk to you. Cause even when they have these lessons, I remember being terrified being like, I don't want a spirit to come and like try to trick me. And I have to think about like, here you go. Like, can I shake your hand? What does that mean? Like, yeah. Oh, so terrifying. Oh, it's scary. It, it is. It's silly now, but it was scary then. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Uh, this article goes on to say the church strongly opposes practices such as using a Ouija board or holding a <laughs> seance to try and connect with spirits. Oh but why? God. What if they're good spirits? Wouldn't you want to connect with them? That's, that's so true. It's like they go through this whole article saying like, yeah, you can connect with your, your loved ones that have died or, or your future family, but, but don't try to do it on your own. Like, yeah. <laughs> just do it through like our way. It's so, Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. But again, I was like, all right, fair enough. Well, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. This next sentence is directed towards us. The idea of evil spirits is not a laughing matter or something to take lightly. (laughs) (laughs) Which we did not do, obviously. Obviously. Elder Bruce R. McConkie in his book, Mormon Doctrine, gave his thoughts on the matter when when he said, it is true that some mediums do make contact with spirits during seances. In most instances, however, such spirits that as manifest themselves are probably the demons or devils who were cast out of heaven for rebellion. Righteous spirits have nothing but contempt and pity for the attempts of mediums to make contact with them. 
Oof. Uh, okay, uh, so um, then... Like, I'm sorry. <sighs> these, these righteous spirits have nothing but contempt and pity for mediums. Like, but why? Why would they have contempt for someone that's trying to contact them? Especially on behalf make of a any loved sense. one. Yeah, it's just stupid. Also, Mormon Doctrine is another incredibly problematic book that Mormons like to pretend they don't quote, and here they just did again. <laughs> Boom, yeah. exactly. And if you were to call them out on it, again, they'll be like, what? And change the subject and try to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, possessions by evil spirits are considered a true experience to this day. Again, the fear, you guys, like proclaiming that possessions are a true experience. Uh, but I've it, heard that, like, especially for missionaries, and this is like problematic in a whole different way, but I remember missionaries who served in areas like Central and South America who would always talk about like uh, basically being like members being possessed and because of black magic and stuff like that and how like missionaries would get possessed and it was like true experiences and that shit would scare me like they would tell me those experiences or like people who like went on a mission and came back would tell me about oh yeah like when I was on a mission, this person got possessed, and this is what happened, blah, blah. And it's, it, you think it's true. Like, you mm-hmm. legit are like, that's true. That happened. That's a true experience. Oh, I thought the same thing. I heard those things from many. Yeah, it's especially prevalent in missionaries, isn't it? Yeah. And particularly in missions that are in countries that are not white, uh, yeah. made, yep. made white mm-hmm. majority, um, which, yeah, is problematic also. Um, but this took me a long time to kind of wrap my head around because even a lot of just like society thinks that possessions are real, right? It's not just the Mormon church. And yeah. You see it like scary movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like, okay, sure. Something weird could happen or a person could behave very strangely, but we don't know what's happening. And a lot of times like there could be, the thousands of explanations for it, but the Mormon church jumps to possession. And it's like, we don't know. This person could be having like a neurological episode. Mm -hmm. You just don't know what it is, but growing up Mormon, you're like, Oh, anything that is out of the ordinary is a possession and you need to cast out the demons. And that that was one of the things that was like, it, it was one of the hardest things for me to, I guess, let go of after I left the church, because I remember having these conversations with Greg a lot and being like, but how do you explain that? Like, how do you explain like actual people who get possessed and you can see it, there are videos or like experiences and blah, blah. Like, how do you explain that? And he was just always like, well, easy, exactly what you said. Like, it could have been like a neurological breakdown. It could have been like a physical something they're going through, like a seizure, anything like that. Like it doesn't, like everything can be explained. And it was until right. then that I was like, oh, right, <laughs> that makes and, sense. And even if it can't be explained, it's like the burden of proof is not on the non-believers. Because if I don't buy what <laughs> what a religion is trying to tell me is true, it's not on me to be like, oh, I have to explain it perfectly. It's just like, well, I don't, you don't ha- give me, I don't have enough proof from you that this is an actual possession. Maybe I don't know what it is. 
but I'm not going to just leap to like, oh, sure, it's a demon yeah. inside you, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like, that's not the, the reasonable yeah. leap to conclusion. It was not exactly. that one. But we, exactly. as Mormons, used to do that. Or it was like, oh, my God, oh, that yeah. person was possessed. Or they use it as like a guilt or a scare tactic of like, like I said, I remember so vividly, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast a few times, but our mutual friend, her telling me a story about her brother who was possessed for watching a rated R movie at night. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just funny. Okay. Get <laughs> but for real. And that shit, like it was burned in my head and my memory. And like, I was terrified to ever watch a radar movie and especially like a scary radar movie because I was like, this is going to happen. Like a, a, you know, an evil spirit's going to come and possess me or, you know, like sit on my chest because this, you know, this person said that her brother like couldn't breathe. It was like someone was like sitting on their chest and they were convinced it was like an evil spirit. And it wasn't until they started singing primary songs, which our previous episode we talked about <laughs> that the evil spirit left. That's just, yeah, so many people experience things like that, like with sleep paralysis and stuff. Yeah. And then it's, they jump to the conclusion that it's Satan or demons. And also like, none of it, it doesn't make sense even further because supposedly God is all powerful and protective. Yet how, so how does like Satan have all this power? Because God would have had to have given him the power <laughs> exactly can't he like intervene and save people like i it's so weird it's so bizarre i but i used to believe it so (laughs) it's bizarre but i believed it (laughs) our tagline (laughs) uh all right here's the last paragraph however all who may fear these sorts of encounters can take comfort in the safety of jesus christ no no evil spirit can have power over you unless you yield to the temptations and lies of the devil. Wow. (laughs) Though no official guidelines can be found in the church's handbooks about dealing with unclean spirits, the scriptures teach us to use the authority and power and the name of Jesus Christ to cast any evil influence away from us. (laughs) So basically, if you don't have this knowledge, you're going to be possessed. That's just going to happen because yeah, you won't know I, what to do. You won't know how to deal with these evil spirits. Yeah. And they supposedly claim that they have respect for all religions. But what about religions who don't believe in Jesus? Like, mm-hmm. are they just susceptible now just because they believe in a different God? Well, of course, because they, they aren't righteous. They don't have the fullness of the gospel and the truth. Ugh. So that's so, yeah. a consequence. Sorry to like a lot of the world and <laughs> yeah. people who don't believe. It's uh, yeah, but in the same breath, they're like, oh, but yeah, Jesus loves everybody, and we love and accept everybody. Yet they're always on their high horse about we have the truth and we can prevent ourselves from getting possessed. That's but, how it always is. Like you know exactly what we're saying that God and. Jesus loves everyone. The Mormon church loves everyone, but we're <laughs> going to like screw you over and let you get possessed because sorry, you don't have the Holy ghost, the, the, the righteous one with you, which you get from being baptized and confirmed in the Mormon church. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing that that article didn't touch on, but 
yeah, the idea of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Holy Ghost. That's what's with you. Um, but yeah, and it's supposed to. We've we've covered this a little bit. Like it's supposed to whisper to you and supposed to guide <laughs> you. But then again, there's all these other. Hey, hey. <laughs> You know what sounds great right now? Some pizza. You know? Oh, my God. Holy ghost. That sounds really great, actually. Oh, pizza. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and then there's all these, you know, what? It would be in the millions now or more of people, like, spirits just constantly around us. And how do we know when they're good or bad? Oh, if you see one, you have to ask to shake its hand. <laughs> And And you you, only know that if you're righteous, and if you aren't righteous, you won't know what to do. And if you watch a rated R movie, you might get possessed because that's a real thing, and God's not going to intervene, even though you've been doing great up until the rated R movie. Like he's not going to help you. Sorry, sorry. And also, rated R movies like that never dawned on me until I left the states like that's such a state thing like so the rest of the world that doesn't apply to them because they don't have those ratings oh yeah that's true yeah (laughs) what it's so so silly and um yeah interesting because i i i think it's really interesting the idea that they believe in all of this so they do believe in ghosts but they don't use the word ghost (laughs) they just have to say oh just kidding we use a different word but that's so mormon like honestly like (laughs) yeah it is say we don't believe in something but then believe in something but call it a different name does that make sense (laughs) that is the most mormon thing yeah stupid (laughs) just change the word up so it sounds better (laughs) yeah exactly Oh, all right. Well, we love you all. And thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. Yeah, what a what a doozy. Thanks for that episode. As usual, Katie brought it with some gems and prepared all the things. And now I don't have to be afraid of being haunted or possessed by a holy spirit that actually wouldn't be a holy spirit it would be an evil spirit but now i know how to recognize a holy spirit slash holy ghost (laughs) will whisper in my ear and tell me how to recognize a holy oh god i think i'd rather hang out with the unclean spirit right i feel like they'd be so much cooler you know so more entertaining and just not so boring you know yeah for sure All right, guys, have a good week and I hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving as well, because that would have been the week before, I think. So hope everyone's nice and full. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.